Today's guest is known as the relationship guy. He is the founder of IRC, that is Interpersonal Relationship Coaching, and author of the P-E-O-P-E-L, People Program. He's a speaker, documentary maker, and host of the Relationship Guy podcast. Welcome to the show, John. How are you doing? Hello, Toby. That was a great introduction. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Thank you so much for joining me today in this episode of Mirror Talk Podcast. I've, I've been so excited to speak with you. Like, since time we connected, I think about two months ago or some yeah. months back, I was like, yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is very, very important, like, you know, to talk about relationship, to talk about, you know, interpersonal relationship also. Yeah. So thank you so much for making the time to, to join me today on this episode. I really appreciate it. Um, before we start talking about relationship and digging down into the old topics and questions, I, w- I would love to to learn from your own personal, you know, self improvement journey, like your self improvement journey and involvement in the field of personal development. Like, can you share this with me? What motivated you to be, What motivated you to become the relationship guy? Mm. Um, so my journey started back in about 1999. Uh, when I went to university to train to be a teacher and I really didn't like teaching but um, part of the course was to do a counselling course an introduction to counselling so I really enjoyed that and got interested in uh, psychology at that point Um, tried to change my degree to a psychology degree but I couldn't do it and uh, I decided to leave university and um, join the fire brigade instead so I became a firefighter um, because I didn't know what to do with my life really at the time didn't really want to be a firefighter either there were reasons why I joined it was um I actually wanted to go to Australia to live so I was looking for a profession I could use to get to Australia um a firefighter was one of those at the time um and then I thought I don't really want to do this I couldn't go to Australia because the rules changed so I thought well what do I want to do now moving forwards so during that time I was also going through a really tough period so I had some therapy of my own and I thought, well, you know what, this counselling, I remembered the counselling and psychology that I did at university. And I thought, well, you know what, that might be something that I'd be interested in. Because I'd never known up until that point what I wanted to do with my life. And I was like 30 at the time and I had no idea. Um, and so when I was 33, I went into training to become a counsellor. And I was still in the fire service and really enjoyed it, decided to carry on, did a diploma. And then in 2008, I opened my own counselling practice. And um, was kind of really from there started to see clients, really got into the counselling thing. But there was something that was, wasn't quite right in my own life at the time. And I met a coach and had some coaching with her. And she sort of said to me, John, you know, you're helping all these people sort their lives out. Why is yours still suck? And mm-hmm. I didn't really understand why my life wasn't changing the way I wanted it to. And it took coaching to help me understand that, it doesn't really matter if I know where I come from, if I'm not doing anything to write a new story for myself, then nothing's going to change. So yeah. that really got me then interested in coaching. So I decided to do a diploma in coaching at the time and then incorporate the counselling and the coaching um, in my practice. Uh, I did a hypnotherapy diploma because I wanted to try and get as many skills under my belt as possible. I did an NLP practitioner's training. And then in 2016... I thought, you know what, I want really just want to focus on the coaching. So I thought, what can I use as my own unique coaching approach? So with my background in counselling, coaching, NLP, 
um, a little bit of hypnotherapy, I thought, why don't I just start the John Kenny coaching brand and Mm. just focus on relationships? Yeah. So I set up the John Kenny coaching brand and started the interpersonal relationship coaching approach, which is fusing all of the things that I've done in the past and really focusing on helping people in relationships. One of the reasons I had therapy was because I'd had a lot of difficult relationships of my own. And I was in the middle of a relationship which was causing me a lot of distress. And I really needed to talk to somebody about it. So my history of relationships has always been pretty um, destructive. Uh, So I started to coach people to help them to manage healthy, uh, to manage unhealthy relationship spaces, because Mm -hmm. I kind of got myself into a space where I was, I thought I was in a healthy relationship. That's another story. Um, But uh, so I was helping people to manage unhealthy relationship spaces because I had a lot of experience of working in that area myself and being in that area. And then the pandemic arrived in 2020. And um, after the first lockdown in the UK, I spoke to quite a lot of people that were then thinking, I've been on my own for three months in lockdown. I've had a lot of time to think about this, and I don't really understand why I've never found the right type of relationship. Hmm. So from there, the relationship guy was kind of born, uh, and I started specifically coaching people to create healthy, intimate relationships rather than managing the toxic spaces that they were in. Um, and that's what I've been doing ever since. So now my coaching program, my 90-day coaching program, I work with people to help them to create healthy, intimate relationships. Yes, that's so awesome. That's so great. Thank you so much for everything that you do for people out there to find the right relationship for them. But um, I would love to know, like, from the the onset right now, like, what is the division? What, sorry, like, why are relationships important? Like, can you tell me why relationships are important to us in life and in our, you know, day-to-day endeavors? Okay. So relationships are important because we are fundamentally a group species. Um, We evolved as human beings, depending on what your beliefs are. But my belief is that we evolved as human beings um, and groups. We wouldn't have survived if we didn't live in groups. And so connection being around other people is a fundamental human need. And if we don't have connection, if we don't have relationships, and especially if we don't have healthy relationships, then our life is not going to be as good, fulfilled, happy um, as it could be. In fact, there was a study from Yale University, which was a 75-year study into quality of life, and they made a direct correlation that the most important factor to living a quality, a high quality life is to have high quality relationships. Mm-hmm. So there is a, you know, it's a fundamental human need to be with people, to be around people, to connect with people. Um, and that's why relationships are so significant and important. Yeah. And how can we achieve the the best relationships that we want? Like, you know, there's some this maybe not the best, but like the relationship that we desire for ourselves, like how can we achieve that? So the first thing we need to do is have a really good relationship with ourselves. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's all about personal self-development. So if I, I always had a very destructive relationship with me, so the relationships I then attracted into my life mirrored the, the relationship I had with myself. Um, mm-hmm. And 
the relationship you have with yourself is the most important relationship you're ever going to have because it will dictate every relationship that comes into your life, whether it's work, family, how you are with family, or whether it's friends, or whether it's an intimate relationship. Um, so to, to firstly, we need to understand how we relate to ourselves. And then we need to start looking at all of the things that could affect how we see relationships. So the four mm. fundamental things I work on are attachment, our attachment style. So whether we have an insecure or secure attachment, I look mm. at relational patterns. So how we have learned to fall into behavior. We all have behavioral patterns. And yeah. one of those is a relational pattern. So we all have a way of doing relationships. Um, we have an attraction style, so there's the kind of things that we're attracted to, and most of those come from a subconscious level, although we might find someone attractive physically to look at, there will be a subconscious attraction that we carry as well, so we need to understand what we're actually attracted to on a subconscious level, um, and I also look at um, the thing I can't think of right off the top of my head. You can pause this bit and cut it out the show. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Of course I could do it. Um, what's the full thing in my program? Uh, attachment, attraction. Oh, in your belief system. So, mm. so the fourth thing I look at is beliefs. So we all have yeah. relationship beliefs that we carry. Mm. As well as beliefs about ourselves. we carry beliefs about relationships. So if oh. my belief is that um, relationships are... Uh, unreliable i'm always going to get cheated on um that love doesn't last if i carry those types of beliefs i always go into relationships looking for those beliefs to be made true so i'll always spit, pick a specific relationship which then ends up proving me right mm. uh, wow. and that's the kind of fundamental things i look at about creating a healthy relationship on on top of that once we have a good understanding of those spaces, it's about thinking what type of relationship do I want? Who do I want to be with? And how much of myself am I then prepared to give to a relationship in order to make it work? Work, yes. And do you help people with this, you know, self-work, like, you know, working on their belief system or their attachment style? Or do you help people, you know, to to work on this before they actually start looking for the kind of relationship they want? Yeah, so it depends what what space people are in. Um, so I work mm. with some people that have been single for a long time. So they actually like, they use the time that we spend together also to go out on dates and stuff as well and meet people to see what's triggered for them and whether they can mm. recognize red flags and green flags and what's healthy for them or what's not healthy. And I've got some people that are very newly on their own and have just come away from a relationship. So mm. they're just in that space trying to understand where they're coming from and, and then at the end of the coaching is to get them into a space where the next relationship they then decide to choose will be a healthy relationship for them. But yeah, I help them to understand all the fundamental parts of kind of the, the things that I believe are the most important and anything else that they bring to these to the coaching as well that's important uh, for them to understand. Get them into a really good space as far as knowing their, themselves is concerned and what's going on for them. And then they can then go out and choose the type of person that they want to be with and attract the part, the person they want in their life towards them. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, 
we have some maybe some behavioral um patterns or beliefs that we we believe that they are okay they are fine mm-hmm. but you as you as a coach when you examine this or see this you're like no this is completely wrong yeah. how can we how can we exa- how can we you know ourselves you know realize that what we are doing is wrong our behavioral pattern is wrong our attachment style is wrong or right how can we you know judge this and how can we um be able to identify what is wrong in our lives and you know fix it before affecting other people in relationship yeah that's a really good question um i i don't like to think of them being wrong i like to think of them being healthy or unhealthy so uh, yeah. you know, okay. i think that's a good reflection point is what is what i'm doing good for me um if you mm. find that you're never feeling you know that there's something missing in your life that you feel a bit unfulfilled, that there seems to be a repetitive pattern of pain. You find yourself in the same type of situations all the time, which don't feel good. Um, Mm. I'd say that you're creating an unhealthy space for yourself. Um, So if you recognize that, then it's about say understanding what it is that you maybe that you're doing that's creating that space for you. And then we can start to work on understanding what that is Mm. and why you end up there or, time and time and time again and then we can start to go okay what is it that's really going on here and then you can start to look at your patterns and everything else your attachment style um because they're they, you know you you can understand a lot about yourself by just understanding what these things are yeah um you can go okay well if my attachment style is insecure and i'm an avoidant person i can understand what my behavior is So I know that as soon as I become attached to somebody, then I might then become quite scared about that as fear comes Mm. in. And then I might start to retreat back into my own hidden space. Or I might be a different type of avoidant person that just avoids relationships and close connection altogether. So I'm continuously having casual, non-committal type relationships. And, you know, I'm never going to be really fulfilled emotionally that way because all I'm doing is dipping my toe into the water to be with somebody for the sake of really being with somebody. So, mm. you know, if you can figure out what you're doing and, and you can have a really good idea about how to put that right. Yes. So we really have to sit ourselves down, reflect on how we are behaving or, and what we've been doing and find out what is on LD and what is LD in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So um, you said a little bit about this already, like you, you coach professionals, like especially professional women mm. um, to get into LD, intimate relationships. Yeah. And you, some of them are fresh out of a relationship or some of them have been single for a long period of time, like yeah. you said. Yeah. So what, is, what inspired you to focus on just professional singles or professional women? Um, so it was really to do with um, the kind of people that I was getting coming to me so a lot of the people who were coming to me were were women, especially. Um, when I worked in an unhealth with people working on unhealthy and toxic relationship spaces, it was again, it was a more the majority of it were, were women that were that were struggling in those in those spaces. Um, so I decided to niche into working with women because they seem to be the ones that are struggling most in those spaces. So my idea was when people started to come towards me were saying, you know, oh, I've been single, it was, okay, if I can help you not to get into those relationships in the first place, then you don't need someone like me to help you to manage them when they all go wrong. So it's about heading, it's about, um, it's about 
being proactive rather than reactive. Um, and again, like I said, because it was mostly women that were coming towards me and they a lot of them were um, coming from a professional space. So they've focused a lot on maybe their career. Um, they were having difficulties in their kind of work space as much as they were in their personal relationship stuff. There was getting that kind of harmony between a relationship and a professional career. Uh, and that's that seems to be more of a struggle for women than it is for men. So I thought if I can help them to create that harmony, to avoid the difficult relationships in the first place, which can kind of stop them moving forwards in their career and stop their professional life, or mm. the fact that they've just kind of focused so much time and energy onto a, a professional life, and now they're thinking, actually, what? how do I get the relationship to kind of go alongside this? Yes. Um, and it just seemed a natural choice then for me to, to, to focus on working with the professional women that I do. Mm. That's awesome. That's mm. great. So what's your definition of a LD high quality intimate relationship? And what are some of the characteristics of such a relationship? Yeah. So I guess when, when we're looking at what makes a healthy relationship, I would say that um, firstly, there is, uh, you're both in a secure emotional space within yourself so that you are able to function at a higher kind of emotional intelligence kind of awareness space within a relationship. So you're breaking away from maybe all the stuff that you've done in the past, which have caused you to uh, have difficulties in a relationship. Um, so you have a certain sense, like I said, of emotional intelligence and security within yourself that means two secure people then can come together. And then if there are any issues in the relationship, then generally there's, a, there's an emotional balance there, which means things don't become destructive. They don't become chaotic. They don't blow out of unnecessary proportions. Mm. Um, that you are aware of yourself, I think is important. You know, you know the way that you function, you know how you work, you know what triggers you've got you understand what your kind of values and your principles are and how you want to live your life. And the person that you have in your life, some kind of fits into that, complements that with you. So you have the same idea about what the bigger picture is. So it's not just about what kind of music do you like and what kind of movies do you you'd like to go and see. Um, <laughs> yeah. There is a kind of a fundamental balance that you, you, you know, fundamental idea that you have uh, the fundamental things in common. Um, that you have the same kind of ideas of values and principles so that you, you kind of live on this kind of linear pathway together, um, yeah. that you understand the love languages of each other and you're prepared to um, offer the other person things, even though it might not be something you would normally do. So we all have a, a primary love language and we like to be shown affection in a specific way. But usually what we do, we show affection in the way that we like to receive it. And that might not necessarily be the same for everybody. So if I like to say I love you, if I like people to tell me they love me, then yes. I'm more likely to tell people I love them a lot. Mm. But if you like hugs and kisses, I could tell you that I loved you forever and you still wouldn't really feel loved because I'm not giving you hugs and kisses. True. Um, so again, it's understanding how the other person likes to feel loved and, and show love and 
kind of be able to put the effort in and be conscious about that. Um, mm-hmm. And as I think I said, just now, it's to complement each other's lifestyle. You know, so there's not too many fractures. There's not too many differences. We all have our own lives and we need to keep our individuality in that as well. We need to know who we are within that relationship and that relationship needs to give us the space to be ourselves so we have our own interests. But when we come together, having our own interests doesn't cause a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, how we connect, how deeply we can connect to one another. If we feel safe emotionally and secure emotionally with each other that there's a sense of trust uh, honesty respect um then again that creates a certainty and a safety within a relationship and then that, that puts our mind at rest so we can feel very free and we can feel very easy in that relationship as well um yeah. so there are just a few things that i think make for a healthy relationship Yes. So I would love to like, you know, move to the unhealthy side of it all. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what, what are some red flags in relationships? Okay. So the opposite of what I just said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so again, if you can't be yourself, mm. if you feel like you're giving too much to a relationship, um, if you feel physically drained um, or emotionally drained, mentally drained when you're around somebody, if it's just difficult being in their company, if it's like an emotional roller coaster, if you find that they're this way one day and that way the next, and your emotions are going up and down all of the time, if they're trying to control you in any kind of way, if there's an insecurity within the relationship, is there's a lack of trust, um, you know, there's lack of respect. So everything that kind of opposite to what I just said, if you find it yeah. difficult to really connect with that person, um, if they're, you know, if you're holding yourself back because subconsciously you know that something's not right about it, um, there's quite a few red flags. If you don't share the same values, you know, if you're constantly bickering with somebody um, mm. and you have differences of opinion, if you don't have an idea about where you're going in life together, um, if you don't believe in the same types of things, you know, at, again, yeah. at, a, at a, a bigger level, um, mm. then again, it can cause a lot of problems and, and if you're not in a secure space within yourself as well, you know, if you have an insecure attachment style, if you've got, if you're carrying limiting beliefs around relationships or yourself, um, you know, it's, uh, and, and you're going to notice that in someone else because that's going to play off in the relationship. So they're going to mm. feed your insecurities um, yeah. as much as you're going to probably trigger theirs. So we're going to feel all of this down in our guts, like, okay, I'm not feeling so secured in this relationship or, mm. or there's this roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, if you trust your gut on these types of things, I think you, a lot of the mm. time you know this, that although you might love somebody or think you love somebody, mm. something within your body will be telling you there's something not quite right about it. And mm. it's just being able to listen to those signals and feel those messages and then act on them. Yeah. But do you think so, um, sometimes that time could, you know, help to change some red flags to green flags? Some people think like maybe because you love this person or because you think you love this person, like you said, mm. um, one could work on, on some of these things to ensure that one finds, um, you know, compromises or some common grounds yeah. in terms of differences in order to, you know, push forward with developing this kind of love connection between these two people 
Yeah, is that possible? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I used to when I was a therapist, I used to do couples counselling. So, um, yeah, there have been people that have come to me in the past which have they've been having problems. There are fractures in the relationship, um, mm. and they are able to work on them. But it takes two. It takes a commitment and a conscious effort from both people to understand yeah. what the issues are, and then mm. say, okay, how do we resolve these issues? If mm. there is one person or even both people that are carrying too much baggage from their past mm-hmm. um then i would suggest you also do some individual work at the same time you, if you, if because otherwise you're not going to be able to overcome the problems together because it's actually internal with you but you can work on those as a couple you can support each other and encourage each other and understand one another and understand what the triggers are and what the problems might be. And you can help each other through those. It might not necessarily get rid of the issue because if it's something you've been carrying since childhood, Mm -hmm. then until you work on that for yourself, it's unlikely that it's ever going to go away. But yeah, Yeah. so long as both of the people are committed and have the same idea about where they want this relationship to go, Mm -hmm. um, then yeah, of course you can work work on sorting out those problems together. So long as they're not, insurmountable and, and too too huge for you to be able to just do as a couple yes yeah that's true so from your, from your experience and you know from your coaching um practice that you do and you, your programs also um i i personally also believe that you know the presence of love is very important in a very in a very healthy and intimate relationship mm. well how, how would you describe how would you describe love and how does it feel like to you <laughs> <laughs> I actually did a, a podcast episode about this um, a few months ago. Um, love is is. I'm gonna I'm gonna I won't go into all the details of that I did in the podcast, but I was going to say that love is a very individual experience. It's a feeling. It's a physical sensation. It's a mindset. It's it's lots of different things that. To, and I think it was, it was a very personal experience. Um, we get love confused with lust. So when we first meet someone and we first become intimate with somebody, then our brain releases a, uh, a load of chemicals, which in, it aids connection. Your brain saying you want to have children with this person. Therefore, mm. I'm going to give you this, these hormones, these feel-good hormones, which connect you to each other. So you yeah. get... Um, uh, oxytocin, dopamine, adrenaline, testosterone, um, and a few other uh, serotonin, a few other kind of hormones, feel-good hormones. That so again, when I mean I've told people I love them in the past and I didn't love them at all, but my brain was telling me that I did because it had just dumped this mass of feel-good hormones in my system, and I got mm. that confused with love when it wasn't. It was just my body saying you want to have babies <laughs> with this person <laughs> you need to yeah. connect quickly um, mm. um but it's about for me it's about that feeling of being complete i don't know, use the word complete complemented with somebody um that you are connected to them that you trust them with you uh, you you know that that would that is love for me obviously there's a physical attraction to it as well but i wouldn't say that's necessarily love um but that wanting to be around somebody um but feeling completely comfortable in their company um yeah. and and knowing that they've got you you know 
really knowing that they've got you um, in yes. more ways than one. Hmm. Oh, that that sounds so lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you talked about it already, like you know the language of of love, like mm. um, you know some you might love saying I love you a lot to someone and the other person just loves hugs and kisses for example yeah like how can we can you educate me on how we could best understand each other's love languages mm-hmm. and how can we you know integrate it into each other like you know find compromises or find common grounds in case like you said earlier like maybe you don't love um holding hands or hugging or kissing mm. for example but your partner loves that like how do you like you know come to terms to doing that or come to terms to saying I love you if your partner loves saying that or something yeah, like so that. Yeah, so I loved something that uh, Tony Robbins said and I was when I was watching one of his trainings and he said it's not about it's not about compromise. It's about doing it because you want to. Hmm. It's about doing it because you love or like someone enough to put your stuff to one side and saying I care about you enough to do this because I know it's what you want. And if I give you what you want, I'm going to get what I need in return. So if we can suspend our own stuff, I might, I might not be a kissy, cuddly person, which I am, but if I wasn't, but I know that would make you happy and I know that would increase the connection in our relationship and, the, and we'd have a much better experience, then why wouldn't I do it? You know, it's about just saying it's not about what I can get from this. It's about what I can give to this, which is actually going to also feed this relationship enough for me to feel good about it. So if I know that you need to hear it, but it's not something I would normally do, I need to make a conscious effort because I know that's going to make you feel good. And then the the relationship benefits from that. I know that you're going to feel safe and secure. You're going to feel loved. And then you're going to reciprocate that. And now I'm going to feel more secure with you because we're going to connect at a much deeper level because I'm prepared to give you what you need. I'm not talking about people pleasing. That's a completely different matter for a completely different show, maybe. (laughs) People pleasing is not a good space. So if you find that you're always giving to someone and not getting much in return, Mm. that's generally because you're people pleasing. That's not going to make you happy. So I don't advocate that. But if you're in a healthy relationship with somebody and you know that by giving them what they need is going to make your relationship deeper and stronger, then, again, unless you've got triggers and blocks to being able to do that, why wouldn't you do it? You know, because you know your life's going to fundamentally be better if you do. So it's about just putting yourself in that headspace, in that mindset and saying, I'm going to do this for this person because I know it's going to benefit the relationship. And obviously, if the relationship gets benefited, I know it's going to benefit me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That sounds good. No, earlier you were talking about, you know, um, finding fulfillment in the relationship. You made mention of fulfillment. So how do you know when a relationship is fulfilling to you or when... um, you are growing or expanding in terms of, you know, love or whatever mm. your values are in a relationship? Yeah. It's again, that's going to be a very individual thing, I think, mm. um, because we all have our own ideas about what a relationship is mm. and what fulfills us. Um, yeah. But I think if you've got, I think again, that's that fundamental thing about trust, respect, um, that you know somebody's got you, that they, they're, they're, they're there for you, they've got your feelings and they've got your best interests at heart. 
um, and, and they're there for you when you need them and the vice versa. You can give to them willingly um, yes. because you want to. And again, that sense of connection that we then get is, is really fulfilling. Um, it, as I said right at the beginning, it's a fundamental human need to feel connected to each other. And if you can have that deep, meaningful connection with someone, it will be fulfilling, just naturally will be fulfilling. And yeah. if you can create that in your life, then you're going to have a, a, a much better quality of life all mm. round. Um, yes. Because have, knowing that someone's got you, and I don't just mean that they understand you. I mean that they, they've got you, they're holding you. You know, they give you that space where you feel held and secure um, is immensely, you know, gives you so much empowerment and so much freedom yeah. in your life because you're not worried, you're not concerned that you're on your own, that, you, you know, you've got to look after yourself, that there's no one there for you, that you have to really try hard. There's a sense of contentment and comfortable comfortability about it, you know, being in that yeah. space. Um, mm. and, 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 you know, it's, it's something that you can create for yourself if yes. you know how to do it. <laughs> and if we don't know how to do it, then we have to consult you for <laughs> coaching. <laughs> you can consult yourself. You get about, again, it's a lot of looking at yourself. So yeah, but if you if you do struggle with being able to kind of understand what it is that you need and where you come from, then definitely mm. speak to, to someone like myself that can that can help you to get to that space. Yes. You know, I have a follow-up question to what you just said now. Like you said, we have to feel that, you know, that connection, that mm. deep, meaningful connection. And some people ask, how does that connection feel like? How do I know when things have connected and when it becomes meaningful? Is it just something I perceive or feel or... Because it sounds so abstract sometimes when it says, mm. um, wait for a connection or wait till you feel a connection. Like, how does that feel like when... Since are connected. Mm. Do you just know it's... Yeah. Again, I think it's going to be a very personal experience. Okay. Um, you know, we're all going to experience it differently. It's, mm. it's what it means to us that's important. But I think there is, like I said, there's a sense of uh, secure security within mm. that relationship. Um, yeah. There's a fundamental kind of closeness mm. that again, that you can turn to that person whenever you need to, um, that they, they give you that sense of uh, comfort. Um, there's, there's no need for ego within the relationship. It's not, you're never trying to get one up on each other. There's a, there's a harmony in that relationship. I mean, it could be so many different things, but there's a, again, a contentment there's you know there's so many kind of feeling of things that you could feel or think about the relationship um that would make you feel very safe in that space mm. um and again you can be yourself feel very authentic and congruent with that person uh and and if you don't then you know something that's holding you back from being yourself then yes. you know you're not in a, a completely uh, connected space mm. or you're yes. connecting in an, un, in an unhealthy way. Yeah. Okay. So we have to feel that f sense of freedom and that sense of 
um, comforts in that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's, there's some. There's a book by Brendan Burchard, and he talks about freedom as being a fundamental human need. Hmm. Um, and I think within a relationship, I think that's very important that you've got that sense of being held, but you've also got that sense of freedom. You know, hmm. you can be you. There's no pressure yes. on you to be anything else but you. Hmm. Um, and that person fully accepts that version of yourself, you know, just being mm-hmm. you. One of the things I talk about when I, with my clients is, you know, it's surprised, so surprising how many people believe they need to put on a mask or a front when they go on dates, they have to put their best foot forward. Yes. I know that there is a sort of thing about, I want this person to like me. I want to put my best self forward, but so many people still put out a side of themselves, which they believe to get them accepted by somebody else mm-hmm. uh, rather than being who they are. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, still, there's still some dating coaches out there that te- teach you tricks on how to get someone to like you and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but being you is the most important thing when you go out into the dating world, when you're going out to meet somebody and starting a new relationship. The mm-hmm. most fundamental thing that's important is you go out there and you are yourself and mm-hmm. the version of yourself that you're happy with. Um, because if you don't you're just going to keep attracting people towards you that are buying into the tricks they're buying into the mask they're buying into the facade that you're putting on and then you get to maybe spend some time with this person and then you try and be yourself and they have no idea who you are so you've (laughs) you've met them wearing this mask and you take your mask off and they're like who's that i don't know who you are (laughs) and they might say i don't want to be with you at that point or you might confuse Mm. them or they might move away from you or you you know that it could cause so many issues Mm. further down the line if you are if you worked on yourself enough and you go out into the world of finding a new relationship and Mm. you are you as much as yourself as you possibly can be you know that person is with you because they like who you are they're attracted to you because of you being yourself and there's no it's very unlikely that somewhere down the line they're going to say you know what i don't like who you are now or i don't know who you are now because you're not changing Mm. you're just evolving with them along the road of the relationship as you kind of take those next steps further forward together Um, yes so yeah i think it's massively important that you you don't wear a mask no matter how difficult that might seem um because like i said we all want to put our best foot forward when we meet people and we only have a certain five seconds or something i think it is maybe even two seconds to make a first impression mm. in fact it might even be smaller than that but you know we don't have the second opportunity to make a good first impression that's true but actually if you're going out there being comfortable really hurt it doesn't really matter impression what you make mm. because if true. someone's not interested in who you are for being you then you don't want to be with them anyway Of course, of course, that's very true. So you know, um, through your coaching program and your podcast, mm. um, you help people with their relationships, like we've already discussed already. So can you share more about the interpersonal relationship coaching and the relationship guide podcast? Can you tell us more about them and uh, what are the you know the best listeners for your podcast and um, who are the best clients for your coaching program also? Yeah, so I'll do the podcast first. So the podcast is the Relationship Guide podcast, and I it's a mixture of um, my own ramblings. So I kind of talk one week about a certain topic, and then the mm. other week I'll have a guest on, and they'll talk about 
themselves and and the significance of relationships to their life so it mm. could be a personal relationship it could be family relationships it could be friendships it could be their work life but there's a there's a a significance of the relationships to the success that they've been able to achieve in their lives Um, and I'll talk about various things such as attachment theory gaslighting um, how to have a good relationship with yourself and and I'll talk about various things like that in in kind of a more of an informational type style Um, and that's been running just for about three months now since July of 2021 um so yeah we i think we've done nine 20 episodes maybe but it's uh it's if people are interested in understanding how how there are different facets to to relationships and and the things we could be aware of uh in order to live the kind of relationships that we want and the kind of things the things we could come across which could cause us problems and also interested in how other people see relationships and how they use relationships in their lives and the impacts that relationships have had, then it's a really good listen. Um, The interpersonal relationship coaching, the IRC, is, as I said, is something that I thought when I went into coaching, I didn't want to let go of the counselling completely and I didn't want to let go of all the other training that I've done that's that's useful. Um, Mm. So I thought, what can I put together which is going to be fundamental in helping people to... Um, have good interpersonal relationships so yeah. I use the coaching I use my background in counseling um, I use NLP neuro-linguistic programming to to help people to understand this kind of dynamic of language that they use within themselves mm-hmm. and and a few other things from that uh, I did some hypnotherapy and occasionally I might use hypnotherapy because when we're looking at people's past. Sometimes we can get a bit stuck in trying to really figure out what's going on. So we could talk about things and, you know, we don't really remember things properly before the age of sort of five or three years of age. Um, we, we don't really have a memory of that before that time. But actually yeah. attachment theory, the attachment style generally develops before that. Um, but we can have a look at the kind of the, the, the circumstances that someone grew up in to understand their patterns and beliefs and, and attachment style. But sometimes there's like, we, this just doesn't make any sense. We don't understand what's going on. So I use yeah. the hypnotherapy to access the subconscious and the subconscious has all your answers in there somewhere. And then we go oh. back into the past and we look at specific events in your life and we try and access the meanings to things through the subconscious. Um, so that's if people have like blockers that we can't get to otherwise so I use all of that within the coaching if when when and where it's necessary Um, yes and it's a 90-day program to start with because um, generally people take about 90 days to learn a new habit Um, Mm, there's a kind of a range between 21 days and 200 and something days that your brain needs time to work on something depending on how complex it is for you to learn it as a new skill Um, but it's on average it's about 84 days so the 90-day program gives us enough time to look at what the problems are look at where you want to get to and then overcome any resistances that might kick in because um, your brain has a uh, 
a habit of trying to keep you safe. Um, But unfortunately, your brain doesn't know what safe is. Sometimes it's familiar (laughs) to your brain is safe. It doesn't really like change. So it'll keep Mm. you stuck in certain patterns. It'll keep you stuck in certain spaces. And when you try and break away from that, it says this isn't safe. And it tries to get you to revert back to the space that it knows best. So during those 90 days, we we generally come up against some kind of resistance to change. Mm. And that gives us enough time to say, okay, we know what your brain is trying to do. And then we implement, again, new habits, new changes that then allows your brain to relax and say, this is okay. This is okay for me yes. to do something differently. Um, mm. And that's why the program is is the way that it is over the 90 days. Yeah, oh, that's so awesome. I'm going to place all of the links to this, um, to your podcast and to your program also in the show notes of this episode. So I encourage everyone to click on it, like sign up for the program and listen to the podcast episode. Like I got some questions from, from the podcast, actually. <laughs> it's, it's really awesome. Like what is love, for example, is the yeah. title of an episode. I got it from there. Right. I was like, I, I must talk with John about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you listened to it. Um, it's a very yes. interesting, it's a very interesting, I mean, if I say so myself, because love yeah. wasn't seen as a romantic thing until the, the Renaissance period. Mm. you know and it romance hasn't been around that long but when we think of love as a intimate relationship and we think of romance we think of wooing and you know the sentiment that goes behind that and and actually that's that's a very new concept in in the uh in the time of human history um before that it wasn't something we ever really worried about so it's a very (laughs) it's a very interesting topic Yes, that's true. I would also love us to talk about your, your book. You have mm-hmm. um, the P-E-O-P-L-E program. That's right. So what, what does people stand for? That's an acronym for something, it right? It is, yes. So yes. Um, when I first got into coaching in 2016, and just focusing on the coaching, I decided to write a kind of pro, a, pro, a six-part coaching program. And mm. I, I, I thought about what were the six fundamental things that people would need to work on and this was based around overcoming blocks to success. So self-sabotaging okay. behaviors. So I was a massive self-sabotager. Um, mm. uh, I'm not sure if you've seen from my some of my stuff. I used to be an international athlete. I used to sprint for Great Britain back in back in the day. And mm. um, I, I used to sabotage everything I did. Everything that was ever good in my life, I would ruin it because of the way I thought about life and about myself. So mm. I thought, how can I put that into a... a a coaching program so when I first started coaching I wrote the people program as a coaching program then because I then went more off into relationships it was still I thought a very good program but I didn't it wasn't really relate it was relatable but it wasn't really where I was going with the coaching Mm. um so I thought I'll turn it into a book um I didn't want to leave it completely because I knew it would be very useful for, for people Um, so what I decided to do was write a book and the first half of the book is my kind of my life story so it talks about how I learned to have this relationship with myself how I learned to do relationships with others how I learned to see myself which then led to all the self-sabotaging behaviors which were then blocking my success story in life how far I was able to push myself and how much I believed I deserved and all that kind of stuff 
And then the second half of the book is the six-part program. So you can go through that story yourself and ask yourself the questions you need to ask and put things in place which can help you to overcome any of those blocks. So the it's your uh, problems, yeah, your emotions, how you operate, so how you behave mm. and act, um, then the patterns, which are very important. Um, then the L stands for likelihood. So it's how is your life going to look if you don't change? Mm. And then the E stands for enhance. So how is your life going to look when you change? So it's how you're going to put all of the things that you've learned so far through the program and from reading the book. How are you going to put all of that into place in order to help yourself to move forward? Yes. So in the book, you explain to us how we could overcome our blocks to success. And yes, yeah. This. So that's yeah. what it's called. Yeah. It's called the People Program, How to Overcome Your Blocks to Success. Yes. Um, but because yes. it wasn't specifically around relationships, mm. that's why I decided to turn the, the actual coaching program into a book and I wrote a completely different program <laughs> just to focus on relationships. <laughs> yeah, that, that's brilliant, actually. Yes, that's so good. But took yes. obviously took some elements from that with me because mm. it was all fundamental to healthy relationships as well yeah oh, that's beautiful so as a last question um how would you advise someone out there who is you know um scared of of having a relationship or or getting connected with someone or getting you know, vulnerable with someone mm. how would you advise such a person uh it's again look in the mirror just to understand what what that so what is that about for you why is there a fear mm. um there's a, there's a phrase that says there are two two fundamental feelings in life, and that's love and fear. But I actually think it's love and loss. You know, if we don't experience loss, then we're not fearful of things. And fear is generally based in what am I going to lose here? How am I going to get hurt? Um, what's going to be taken from me? Um, what's going to go wrong? You know, how, how, how am I going to be caused some kind of pain? For someone to understand what's stopping them, they need to understand what their loss, fear of loss is. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, and then to think about how, uh, it's interesting you use the word vulnerable there. It's, it's Everybody has a kind of a different meaning or connotation of the word vulnerable. Now, I look mm -hmm. at vulnerable as a healthy thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, I used to look at vulnerable, and uh, as a lot of people do, as if I'm vulnerable, someone can hurt me. Mm -hmm. Whereas I don't look at vulnerable like that at all anymore because no one can hurt me. I can, mm -hmm. I can only allow someone to hurt me. Yeah. So I can go out there and give everything of myself to someone if I want to, mm -hmm. and I can be vulnerable. Yes. If they don't want that, then that doesn't mean it's going to hurt me. Or if it does hurt me, I'm still going to be okay. But it, it's okay for me to be vulnerable. It doesn't mean I'm going to get hurt. But what it means is, is I can give something of myself and be open with somebody and allow them to accept that or not accept that. And that's entirely up to them whether they do that or not. Um, yeah, true. I was a massive avoidant person. I'm, my way of dealing with emotions as a child was to shut down, um, mm -hmm. to remove myself from emotionally difficult situations. I'd run away from home. I'd spend a lot of time by myself. I'd play out in the street to get out of the kind of the environment I was growing up in. Um, so I, I know what that's like to get into adult life and then not feel safe and secure committing to somebody else or connecting with somebody else. 
Yeah. Um, so again, it's understanding that part of yourself. If if I don't if I don't allow myself to connect with someone at a deeper level, mm. there's something going in my subconscious and my brain is saying this is not a safe space for you. There's a fear there, yeah. fear of pain, fear of loss. Um, so you won't allow yourself to commit to that space. Um, and understanding where that kind of comes from, I think, is is really important when it if you are the type of person that finds it difficult to really allow yourself to be vulnerable and connect to someone at a deeper, more meaningful level. Level, yes, yes. Thank you so much, John. I really appreciate everything you've taught me in this episode. But for someone out there who still has, you know, more questions or wants to connect with you, what's the best way to connect and work with you? Uh, yeah, so if you just go to uh, my website, um, which is mm. www.therelationshipguide.co.uk, um, yeah. just go to there. You can fill out a form, send me a question, query, whatever you want. Uh, you can just book in for I offer a, a complimentary relationship breakthrough session. So just mm. fill out something there. You can go straight through to my calendar and book yourself in and we can have a chat um about what it is that you need and uh yeah, and if coaching is the right thing for you yes oh and you can find awesome. me all over social media <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, john kinney coaching everywhere yes so once again all of this information will be available in the show notes of this episode to make it easier for you to just click on it or copy it and just get across to john kenny and ask him all the questions you want to ask him or get some coaching services from him or just order the book on amazon and read it to you know overcome the blocks to your success thank you so much john for this wonderful conversation i really appreciate it thank you so much you're very welcome toby thank you very much for having me Wow, you made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye. Bye.